This morning we look at a couple of different passages of Scripture, but we begin with 1 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 13. It says, For those who serve well as deacons gain a good standing for themselves and also a great confidence in the faith that is in Christ Jesus. As we have a focus this morning on the deacon ministry in the life of our church, I'd like to invite all of our existing deacons, if they would come and fill the choir loft, or at least for now, the deacon loft, for a few minutes this morning. We are excited about this morning. I'm glad that you are here. I'm glad you worked your way through the weather and made it. We're grateful for all of you that came as guests this morning for this event as well. In just a few minutes, we're going to have the privilege of adding some new deacons to this number, but I'm grateful for these men that fill this loft. I'm grateful for how they've served you as a church, and I have to tell you that I'm grateful for how they've served me as a pastor, and their encouragement, and their blessing, and their support. Sometimes there's a struggle between a pastor and the deacons. I can tell you that that's not true in this church. And these men are good men, and they've cared for their pastor, and they are caring for you, and I'm very, very grateful for them. As we think this morning, deacon, <laughs> what does that mean? You know, in fact, there's quite a few folks that are trying to figure out what that means, and it's a, it's a definition that people have kind of debated and tried to understand for some time. Now, sometimes folks don't always know what that means because that's not part of their church experience or their church definition. Sometimes it's a difficult understanding because different churches kind of apply the term deacon in different ways, and sometimes it's difficult because it's one of those places in the life of the church that we are still trying to figure out, okay, this is what the Word of God says, but what does that look like in real life? I've tried to come up with a simple definition that, that I hope rings true from the Word of God this morning. And this is the definition that I've put together for what is a deacon, and that is a definition that says a deacon is a regular person committed to Jesus, who strengthens the people of God and the church of God through humble service. A deacon is a regular person committed to Jesus who strengthens the people of God and the church of God through humble service. I'm going to spend just a moment on that idea of being a regular person. That's not a slight on any of the men before you or who will stand before you in just a few moments. But what that means is that the Word of God says when it came time to select deacons, He says, look around. See who's sitting next to you. See who makes up this church. Regular people who are among you right now. Who are some men that are so committed in their faith that they will build up and strengthen this church 
through humble service. That's how the deacons were selected in biblical times. When we take a look at deacons from the Word of God, there's really two different places where we see an emphasis on deacons. There should be an insert in your bulletin that kind of has both of those places. On one side of that passage is 1 Timothy chapter 3. This lists the qualifications of deacons. That's the passage that we just read a moment ago, that last statement that says that if a deacon serves well, he does honor to himself and he builds up the name of Christ. This 1 Timothy chapter 3 has really been the, the filter by which these deacons have been selected. Uh, the list of qualifications here are the qualifications that the men that sit before you, that they have been judged by the other deacons and by this church to say that they hold these qualifications. And as we went through the process of looking for new deacons, these, this is the passage that we looked at and said, do these men qualify based on these qualifications? You can count these qualifications in several different ways. I've counted about nine different qualifications here. And what I want you to notice is that in these nine qualifications that you see in this 1 Timothy chapter 3 passage, that every single one of them deal with who these deacons are and not necessarily what they do or what their skills or their abilities are. It deals with character. They are to be tested based on their characteristics as people committed to Christ. That's the first passage that we see attention given to the role of the deacons. The other side of your insert goes back to Acts chapter 6. And this is what we would call today the origin story of the deacons. This is where the deacons came to be. And one of the things that you'll see there is that there is also in this passage an emphasis on these are the qualities, the characteristics of who these men are supposed to be. Again, we're going to talk a little bit about task, but it begins with character, their commitment to Christ. For some time, probably one of the greatest titles in all of sports is heavyweight champion of the world. Just the way that rolls off the tongue, the heavyweight champion of the world. You've got people like Muhammad Ali, Joe Frazier, George Foreman, Mike Tyson, Rocky Balboa, Rocky II, Rocky III, Rocky IV, and Rocky V, all of the Rockies. You know, there, there is such a thing as a lightweight champion of the world, and no disrespect, and I don't really want to offend him if he's watching right now, uh, but no disrespect to the lightweight champion of the world. What really catches our attention is the idea of a heavyweight. The idea of someone that is solid, someone that has this strength, someone that has this power. There's something about them. They are not a lightweight, but they are strong. There is a truth that the people of God, that the church of God needs deacons who are not lightweights. We need deacons who are strong. We, have, we need deacons who have stature. We need deacons, shall we say, are heavyweights, men of character and depth. But at the same time, 
Our definition says that a deacon is a regular person. A deacon is a person that just a few minutes ago was sitting next to you in church. A deacon is someone who came to know Christ in the same way that you came to know Christ. So how is it that a regular person can become a heavyweight that, that, that carries weight in the life of the church through humble service? Well, the answer to that is that you have to be filled with the right stuff. You have to be filled with the right stuff. Let's take a look at this passage here in Acts chapter 6 this morning. Acts chapter 6 says in verse 1, Now in these days when the disciples were increasing in number, a complaint arose by the Hellenists against the Hebrews because their widows were being neglected in the daily distribution of food and care. And the twelve summoned the full number of the disciples and said, It is not right that we should give up preaching the word to serve tables. Therefore, brothers, pick out from among yourselves seven men of good repute, full of the Spirit and of wisdom, whom we will appoint to this duty, but we will devote ourselves to prayer and to the ministry of the word, so that what so this thing pleased the whole gather, gathering. And they chose Stephen, a man full of faith and of the Holy Spirit, and Philip, and Procurius, and Nicanor, and Timon, and Parmenius, and Nicholas, a proselyte, a proselyte of Antioch. These they set before the apostles, and they prayed and laid hands on them. And the word of God continued to multiply, to increase the number of disciples, multiplied greatly in Jerusalem, and a great many of the priests became obedient to the faith. How does a regular person become that kind of heavyweight man of strength and stature that feeds and cares for the church? Well, you have to be filled with the right things. Did you hear that in the passage this morning? That the men that were chosen were men that were filled with the Holy Spirit. They were filled with wisdom. And they were filled with faith. Let's think about those just for a moment. The men were called to be filled with the Holy Spirit. This speaks to their spiritual vitality. It means that there was the presence and the activity of the Holy Spirit in their life. Not only were they believers in Christ, but that presence of Christ, that presence of the Spirit of God oozed out of them and they could see. Now that person is filled with the Spirit of God. And we see in Galatians chapter 5, we see the fruit of the Spirit. It says the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. There is a fruit that says the fact that God lives within you, shows up through you, and lives in that way. I think it's really remarkable as I looked at this passage of Scripture that deacons are the first piece of structure in the life of the church. 
Deacons are the first piece of structure in the life of the church. Prior to this moment, but prior to Acts chapter 6, it is just this movement. It is just this crowd of people responding to Jesus. And to be honest, outside of the preaching of the apostles, of the disciples, there is no order, there is no structure at all. And before the church had buildings, before a church had walls, I think even before a church had pastors, before a church had a budget, before a church had a program, the first piece of structure that went into the life of the church was deacons. Men committed to Christ who would build up the people of God and the church of God through humble service. Now, if that's going to be the first building block of the church, don't you think it matters who those men are? If that's the first building block of the church, what those first men are and their character and their spiritual vitality is going to set the tone for the whole rest of the church. In fact, when we talk about the fact that the characteristics of a deacon almost exclusively focus on who they are rather than what they do. It's because this spiritual vitality, this presence of the Spirit of God, not only in you, but evidently living through you and out of you, is going to help set the tone for the entire congregation. It's a deep calling to be a heavyweight, be filled with the Holy Spirit. Secondly, I would say to have that kind of weight and influence that you're supposed to have, that you are called to be filled with wisdom. Somebody once described somebody else as being, those folks are so heavenly minded that they're of no earthly good. You ever heard that that phrase before? What we're saying here is that that you need to have deacons who are committed in their faith, they're committed to Christ, the Spirit of God lives in them, but if they're going to serve the church well, they also need to be filled with wisdom. And that means insight, problem solving, the ability to work their way through some hard things that happen in the life of a church. Somebody said not recently here at church, they said to me, well, if you've got trouble, you ought to come to church. We specialize in trouble. Sometimes it's true. When Acts chapter 6 rolls around, the church has a problem. It's not a small problem. It is a real problem. It is a significant problem. It is a complex problem. It is a tricky problem. This church that was unified, that was all in one accord, that was so excited about the transformation that Christ had accomplished in their lives, was about to split in half. And the thing that was so frustrating, they were about to split in half because of good things in the life of the church. The church was taking their resources, they were sharing their resources, and when they saw somebody had a need in the life of the church, somebody like widows who were, who were vulnerable economically, the church was stepping forward and caring for them. Isn't that great? <laughs> but then there got to be some difficulties. 
And the difficulty in some way had to do with insiders and outsiders, the people who were local, the, the, the people who grew up in and around Jerusalem speaking the language of, of the Jews. Some people said, well, you know what? They're getting taken care of more than my people are getting taken care of. You know, this church is just like everything else. It's who you know. And so was there was this division that had a little bit of racial tinge to it. And there was this division that was about to break this church in half over a good thing. And it comes to the disciples. And the disciples said, this is beyond our ability to handle. Now that doesn't mean that the disciples didn't have the ability to handle it. It was they didn't have the ability to continue to the assignment and the calling that they had on their life and handle this issue. So what that church needed is that they needed men who were full of the Holy Spirit. But they also needed men who were full of wisdom. Men who wouldn't overreact. Men who would bring a calming spirit. Men who would look for a solution. Men who would value the people in the life of the church, who would hear people's story and make sure that they made some hard decisions sometimes on how to solve this. And what the church does is they set these men apart. Now what's interesting is we actually don't even know what their plan was after this. We don't know how they solved the problem. What they did is they selected some deacons that were full of the Holy Spirit and full of wisdom and said, you guys take care of this. And because of the depth and the weight of those men, that problem went away. It's because of their wisdom. It's because they were trustworthy men who could handle that task. It was probably some hard conversations that they had to have. They probably had to say, listen, it looks like maybe there is something that's in balance here. Or maybe they had to say, listen, I need you not to be throwing kerosene on this. But these men were full of the Spirit of God, and then they were full of wisdom, could solve problems and address solutions that are needed. Mostly, they grew the peace and the trust in the life of the church. But there's one other way in which the church is to be filled. These deacons are to be filled, and that is that they are to be filled with faith. Filled with faith. If you look at the passage in First in Timothy, it says that a deacon is supposed to hold the faith in good conscience. It means they believe what they say they believe. And so there's a degree in which these deacons and our new deacons that are about to come before you have been tested theologically and say, do you believe these truths? Do you hold those with a good conscience? But I believe that when it says that these men were full of faith, that it's not just an intellectual statement that says, I believe these key doctrines. But I believe it also speaks to I believe the God who is behind those key doctrines. We've looked at this in a couple different passages of Scripture lately. Remember when Colby preached, he talked about when Jesus came to a place and he was amazed 
by their unbelief. They were not full of faith. And because they were not full of faith, he could not do any works in that place. And then a couple of passages later, when we looked at another passage, Jesus comes to a man, and it says that he is amazed because of his faith that showed up in a place that no one else expected that kind of faith to show up. The church today, the people of God, we face all kinds of obstacles. We face all kinds of headwinds. We face all kinds of difficulties internally, externally, every eternally that there is, except eternally. We face all kinds of difficulties. And what we need is men as deacons who believe that God is always bigger than our challenges and bigger than our difficulties. They're the kind of men that believe that God still intervenes. God still does things. James chapter 1 says, listen, if you need wisdom, ask for it. But don't be asking for it as a person who has no faith. He says those people who are double-minded are tossed about by the wind, by the winds and the waves. They're lightweights. <laughs> There's no heaviness to them. But if you have faith, if you believe that God still does things, if you believe that God still has a plan and a vision for Woodland Park Baptist Church, if you still believe that the gospel still changes lives, if you still believe that He is present and it rearranges what we do, then that's the kind of men that God has set aside and said, now that's what I'm looking for in a deacon. In the initial passage that we read from 1 Timothy, it says deacons who serve well, they gain a good standing for themselves. And I believe that to be true. It also tells us that they also gain great confidence in the faith that is in Christ Jesus. It tells us that because these men build up this church because they are full of the Spirit, they are full of wisdom, and they are full of faith. It actually impacts how people feel about Christ. Take a look at Acts chapter 6 and verse 7. It says, after they put these men to the task, it says, they set before the apostles and prayed over them and laid hands on them. And in verse 7 it says, and the Word of God continued to increase. And the number of disciples multiplied greatly in Jerusalem. And even a great many of the priests became obedient to their faith. Again, I don't know what their plan was to deal with that distribution. But the way in which they carried themselves full of the Spirit, full of wisdom, and full of faith. More people came to know Jesus because of that work. More people came. And that's why... The role of deacon matters in the life of this church. That's the reason why these men have been tested. It's the reason why they were so cautious in how they called up new deacons. But it's my privilege this morning to introduce to you four new deacons that we're going to pray over this morning. The two of them are deacons who have served before. Brian Zwadniak has served as a deacon in several other churches. And so Brian and his wife Brenda, if you would come uh, at this time.
Johnny Skinner has served as a deacon before, but he has been elected now by you as a church as a deacon here. Miss Juanice, if you'd come with him. Johnny, interestingly, first time he was ever a deacon was at this very church uh, before he went and served some other churches as well. And then we have the privilege of two new deacons who are becoming deacons for the first time uh, today. Uh, Chris Rushing uh, and April, his wife, if you would come at this time. And then Carrie Klein. Uh, being ordained as a deacon today as well, and his wife Emily, if you'd come and stand uh, with him as well. The Word of God says that after these men were selected because of their character, after these men were selected because of their character, that the church laid hands on them and prayed over them. And so that's what we're going to do right now. Those that are ordained, uh, that would include our deacons, that would include our staff members, that would include anyone else that's a guest this morning that's an ordained person. We're just going to invite you to gather around and just kind of put hands on these men, and we're going to pray over them right now. Uh, so men. As you get in place, if you'll just speak a prayer of blessing and strength over the deacon that's in front of you. like to pray as well, if you would just stand where you are, and you can lift up a prayer on behalf of these men. Heavenly Father, we thank you for these men. We thank you for the lives that they've lived. Lord, none of the men standing on this platform can claim or have ever claimed perfection. Lord, but they have claimed that you have saved them and rescued them and called them into service in this way. Lord, I thank you that their lives line up to this calling, that these are men that are full of the Holy Spirit, that they are full of wisdom, and Lord, they are full of faith. Lord, I pray that you would grow that in each one of them, 
grow that in this body of deacons. Lord, I pray that you'd be with them for the tasks that are in front of them. Lord, serving this church, helping to navigate through hard times sometimes. Lord, I pray that you give them the strength and the wisdom that they need for this. Lord, we pray that you'd bless their wives. Lord, we pray that you'd bless their families as they care for them as well. Lord, I pray that they would have appropriate gratitude for this milestone in their lives. Lord, we pray this in your name. Amen.